Hey guys, welcome back to Inner Monologue with me, Olivia Neal. Today's a bit of a different one. It's an audio only episode. Spotify isn't broken. I'm just in bed and I'm broken, recovering from my boob job, which is actually what this whole podcast is going to be about. I'm going to be telling you all about my boob job, the recovery, how my parents reacted, and how the surgeon took videos of me while I was unconscious on the operating table. Anyway, let's get into it. Okay, so I am coming to you straight from bed. Unfortunately, there's no video this week. I kind of transitioned to having like my podcast as a visual as well as audio every week. And I kind of loved it because it felt like almost like a long form of YouTube videos. Um, and I feel like sometimes I say things and you kind of need my face. Like I'm a very, I've got a very expressionable face, which has led me to have like quite bad wrinkles on my face. Not that there's anything wrong with wrinkles, but I honestly feel like I move my eyebrows and my whole face so much whenever I speak that it's kind of resulted in me having kind of wrinkles considering Botox but we'll get into that another time anyway um yeah I kind of rely sometimes on my facial expressions to get like my my tone of of what I'm trying to say across and now I don't have that because I'm recording from bed again and I didn't fancy taking up my camera and videoing myself because I look a fucking state right now basically if you didn't know I got a boob job you guys have been with me throughout this whole entire process like from the second I was considering it to the second the surgery got booked to like the day before I went in for surgery like you guys have been here with me through it all like through the whole like war in my mind whether or not I was going to go through with it or not because it is a big thing anyway I'm not even going to get into the whole like morals of it because we've been through this before but I want to tell you the whole experience because it's kind of interesting and I feel like I I I've watched a couple like vlogs here and there of people getting their boob job done. I haven't heard of like an in-depth recalling of the whole situation. That wasn't the right word I was looking for, but you know what I mean. Anyway, let me just fill you in on what's been going on. So Saturday morning, I go into the hospital to get it done. I'm not going to tell you who I went to yet because I haven't even seen the results yet. I'll get into it later guys okay I haven't seen the results yet so I don't know if I like if I like it or if I need to recommend it to you like if it if it all goes well then I like the, the results then I'll tell you but I haven't seen the results so basically I went in I wasn't really expecting much like nerves I don't really get nervous when it comes to needles and hospitals and surgery and all that shit so I was doing sweet I was kind of like more excited than nervous I was just really really looking forward to having little titties um I went in lovely hospital not lovely hospital actually it was like so I went to I can tell you where I went I went to Harley Street in London which is kind of like famous for like that's where everyone goes to get surgery done in London not everyone that's such a lie but it's like it's quite a renowned place so I thought if I go to Harley Street they're not going to turn out that botched because it's quite renowned the hospitals in Harley Street are literally like houses so I literally like I don't know how to explain this like if you've ever been to Harley Street you know what I mean it's like these big white houses terraced houses with like the pillars outside you know the famous London houses but then it's a hospital inside but it's not even really a hospital it literally just feels like you're in someone's home so like I went in they like took me down to the basement like of someone's fucking house it's not someone's house it is a hospital but it just it feels like someone's house anyway I put on all my little like garments and stuff I had my own little room they talked me through it the surgeon came in who I'd obviously met before because he I met him whenever we were like deciding on the size and stuff so I'd obviously met the surgeon before we had like one consultation whenever I was deciding on the size of the breast implant that I was gonna go for but he came back in and he like marked all around my 
my breasts <laughs> i wouldn't even call them breasts my chest and like i swear every time i see the surgeon he's always like god like they're so small aren't they and i was like okay we get it anyway and he's like wow like the right one is very it, no he didn't say wow he's like the right one is very asymmetric and i was like yes you've told me before i have asymmetric boobs get over it and he was like we'll fix that like when we go in and i was like okay sweet anyway so he marked me all up with his little pen and then the anesthesist came like i went in at half seven and by like quarter to nine i was like they're they're like okay it's ready to go like you're ready to go for surgery i literally got up off my my little bed like from my room walked about five steps into this other room into the fucking operating room and like there was like all the surgeons there and they're like okay like get up on the table and i got up on the table they're like what's your date of birth and i told them and they're like god you're very young and i was like feels like a weird thing to say right now like maybe i was just like really like deeping everything everyone was saying but then like i just laid on and they were like you're very young and i was like okay and then they're like okay time to go to sleep they didn't even be like count down from 10 or anything they're just like time to go to sleep and i was like right like i could do with a little bit of distraction right now because the feeling when you go to sleep is so fucking weird like i can't even describe it to you and like feels like something that everyone should do once in their lives just for the fun of it because it's such an interesting experience being put to sleep and then waking up and having tits on your chest anyway i've had anesthetic general anesthetic done once before when i got my tonsils out and i don't really remember having a bad reaction to it like i feel like i kind of just woke up and was like ready to go like obviously you're a bit drowsy and like confused when you wake up but like i wasn't sick or anything and I wasn't, it didn't make me nervous to do it again. But oh my God, I had such a bad experience with it this time. So I woke up and I was literally like out of it. Like I was so like away with the fairies. And I kind of remember the surgeon coming in and being like, do you want to have a look? And like, I looked on and he was like holding the breath, the, the like literally as soon as you get your boobs done in on the operating table, they put on the compression bra, like the post-surgery bra, which basically like holds everything in place. And um, I remember like, maybe I was dreaming it but like I remember him like holding open the bra and me looking down and there being boobs there but I was also so out of it and like so confused I was like this feels so weird right now like this is a bizarre like time to be doing this like I don't know and then I felt like they were like so then I like kept falling back asleep like I could not keep my eyes open and then they were like right okay like time to go and by this point it's midday so it really hasn't been that long the whole surgery is only 45 minutes but like I felt like they were kind of rushing me to get out and I guess that is the whole like like point in Harley Street and like going like somewhere like like Harley Street is that you can literally go in and be back in your bed in like two hours like it's so quick or no it took me three hours in, in total um and I guess that's like convenient and that's what they, they think people want but honestly I felt so rushed they were like okay like do you want to text your sister because I knew my sister was picking me up I was like, yeah, okay, like, I can barely fucking, like, move right now, but I'll text my sister, so I texted my sister, she was coming on her way, she was like, Jesus, I wasn't expecting it to be this early, and I was like, yeah, neither was I, to be discharged from hospital, you need to, like, there's a few things you need to be able to do, you need to eat some food, drink some water, and go to the toilet, so, like, they had a full, like, meal for me, and I couldn't stomach it, and let me tell you, like, I am, if there is food in front of me, I'm eating it. Especially, like, I paid for this food. Technically, like, I paid to go to this hospital. So, it was quite fucking expensive. So, I paid for this full, like, gourmet lunch. Couldn't eat it. Which is so not me. It was, like, a vegan falafel wrap. Like, delicious. And I couldn't fucking eat it. Which, like, that's like, that's when you know something's wrong. And I was like, oh, God, there's something wrong here. Um, all I could stomach was apple juice and a banana. 
And then they're like, okay, right, you need to go pee. So I stand up. And also, by the way, I fasted before my surgery. So, like, I was expecting to absolutely, like, destroy any food they put in front of me. They're like, okay, right, well, now you need to pee. Like, you've, you've eaten a little bit and you're drunk. So you, you, the last thing you need to do is pee. Like, stand up to go pee. And I stood up and was like, pa- like I didn't pass over, but, like, fell back into the bed. I was like, I need to sit down. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, can I have a sick ball? Like, they were bringing me sick balls so not me this is like the like i'm not nauseous person can't remember the last time i was sick was like i I do not be sick that's not me the last time i felt like this was when i got my copper coil put in and like when i tried to stand up i thought i was gonna pass out and throw up at the same time which is crazy experience but anyway i was really not enjoying the how i felt after i had this general anesthetic and then the surgeon came in to just like have it one last like check before i got went upstairs my sister took me in the uber home and he was like, um, oh, I, like I took some photos like on the operating table. Like, do you want me to airdrop you them? I was like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is this like a thing that I don't know about? And he airdropped me them. And it's just like my dead body on the fucking operating table with like, well, first of all, he did like a before video. And it's like, just obviously my, my, my nipples are plastered up, but it felt so like violating. And I'm like, I don't know why that feels violating because like he's taken photos of my like, my chest before obviously like just before pics on his phone but just like while i was like passed out felt crazy and then there's like after videos which are terrifying because like you can see the proper like the the slit like they just make a little tiny incision it's really not that big underneath the boob and then they put the implant through that but like they were really swollen and they looked fucking huge and like it was just a terrifying moment like he just like airdropped me there and i like god i wasn't expecting it and then he was like yeah like you're gonna have to moisturize um a lot because your boobs were so small i was like okay we get it and he's like that the skin will stretch and you might get stretch marks and then he goes and do you go to the gym a lot and i was like "Mm, like yeah i guess like i go quite like a lot I, i go to the gym and i do a fucking incline walk like i may as well like i do what people like people just walk to work and shit like it i really don't go to the gym it's not as if i'm doing any like weights or any like intense working out of any kind like I don't really go to the gym but I do go to the gym a lot so anyway I was like yeah I do actually thanks for noticing and he was like yeah the muscles like around your chest are so strong like I couldn't get over how strong they were it's like the fuck like as if I go to the fucking gym and work out my pecs no hate to you if you do I mean maybe I should have just done that and then like maybe I could have grown them and I would have got like muscle boobs but he was like, yeah, I couldn't get over how strong they were. And I was like, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Anyway, I got up. I somehow managed to make it up the stairs. I was so out of it the whole time. I Like, the whole thing feels like a fever dream. I definitely feel like I probably shouldn't have been discharged from hospital that soon. My sister brought me home. And I have ever since just been drifting in and out of consciousness for the past five days. I, like the actual pain isn't that bad it, it is kind of what I expected it to be I, I don't know so in my head I feel like I kind of used to see a boob job in the same kind of way as I saw lip fillers which was fucking stupid because lip fillers is a tiny little injection and it's not a surgery but like I, I or like a nose job like I thought like a nose job and a boob I don't know I don't know I just didn't really actually deep that it's a surgery like it's an actual surgery that you're recovering from um 
maybe it's because it gets cosmetic so i'm like oh that's really not that big a deal like it's cosmetic but like it actually is a surgery and like at the end of the day i was put on a table and sliced open and now i've got two silicone implants in me which is like that's like one thing that's been freaking me out like i held those silicone silicone implants and the thought the fact that they're inside my chest right now like under my muscle turns me like when I really think about it when I look down at my chest I feel like I'm about to be sick everywhere so that's that (laughs) I kind of like didn't expect the recovery to be this bad I kind of thought like honestly after two days I'd be like up and about like back to like usual things but I've been such a little helpless victorian ill child like my sister came up to look after me and honestly i was like oh like this feels unnecessary i don't really need anyone to look after me like i'll be fine i can make my i can go to the door and get delivery and like i can feed my cats like that's all i have to do um but thank fucking god she did because i have been so helpless like i really really needed her like she brought me breakfast lunch and dinner she's fed my cats I haven't had a shower, but I was going to, because, like, he was, like, you've got, like, a post-operative appointment in a week where we'll take off the bandages and stuff, and I was, like, do a shower in between that, and he's, like, you can't shower, but you can have a sponge bath, and I was, like, I just don't know if I'm at that point in my life where I can get my sister to sponge bath me, so I haven't showered, but, like, she probably would have showered, sponge bathed me if I asked, but, yeah, as I said, like, the pain of the actual, like, boobs was kind of what I expected. I couldn't really move my arms. Can't really. I couldn't sit up properly on my own. Like, it was quite difficult to like. I don't know, just to like get out of bed and stuff. But um, it was just very tight as well. It felt like, honestly, it felt like there was like an elephant like sat on my chest. I had to stay elevated the whole time, so I've been sleeping elevated. And I've, I actually kind of have just like gotten on with it. I didn't think that I'd be able to do it because I can't sleep on planes if I'm just sat like upright so I was like fuck this is gonna be so hard but I've been so exhausted from the general anesthetic like it's made me so drowsy and I've had like a hard time like getting over it that I've just been passing on like I haven't even cared and like lying on my back and stuff I thought that it was gonna be so grim and it is a little bit grim like you wake up with a bit of a creak in your neck and shit but like it's really not that bad and that wasn't the bad part of it all of that wasn't the bad part of it the bad part was the constipation and the bloating which I didn't even know was it like a thing. Let me tell you. They give you a lot of like medication. Well, I'm actually lucky. I got a lot of medication from the place I went, but I had people messaging me being like, oh, I just got paracetamol and ibuprofen, but they actually gave me like codeine, like muscle relaxers, uh, antibiotics, and other just like normal pain meds. So, like I was taking quite a lot of stuff um, three times a day. Codeine constipates you though. I think codeine's in Kokodamol, maybe. I'm not really sure about the whole the whole logistics of it. But I haven't really taken codeine before. I think maybe I took codeine when I got my tonsils out. But it is quite a strong painkiller that you wouldn't really take day-to-day basis. Um, But yeah, it really, really constipates you. And that, on top of, like, not really moving your body and having general aesthetic and having, like, fluids in you and all this stuff... I, I, well, since I have no read, because obviously I looked it up being like, what the fuck is happening to me? It can really, really make you bloat and constipated. So I, up until last night, hadn't gone to the toilet. Can you imagine how fucking evil that was? And I couldn't stop eating because, like, usually if I was like that, I, I was like so constipated to the fact that, like, I wasn't even hungry. I was just, I was just full. And I was like, I, I looked like nine months pregnant. Like, I could not 
move because of my stomach not even because of the pain because of my stomach was just so full i felt disgusting and groggy it was just horrible i got heartburn for the first time in my life just because of how full i was i think anyway i couldn't stop eating because when you take that much medication you need to take it with food otherwise it'll like fuck your stomach up so i was like like so nauseous eating like as I was eating I like felt like I was gonna be sick because my, my stomach just felt so full and there was nowhere for the food to go and then I got really worried because like I can't, I've been so nauseous the whole time I thought I was gonna be sick and I was like what like when I'm sick it's like I see people like you know on night side like I see people like tactical chunder where they just like have a little like throw up and they get on with their night and it's not a big deal when I throw up it's a big deal and everyone's gonna fucking know about it like first of all I start like crying before because I don't want to throw up because it's like such a horrible experience. Then I start sweating. Then I'm on the floor. Then I'm like screaming. Then the burps that come out of me before I throw up. And I'm not a burper. So it's not a burp. It's more like a belch. And then like, sorry, I shouldn't be explaining this in case anyone has like emetophobia. But like, I'm not, the actual sick isn't bad. It's just like, my whole body like does not want to be sick. So it does everything it can to not be sick. And then like, I like, all the muscles in my body contract it's almost like an exorcism like if you're watching me be sick you would think that there's someone trying to exercise a demon out of me like it's a whole big thing and I got really scared because I was like if I perform this exorcism of me throwing up right now or like my stitch is gonna pop open or the fucking implant's gonna like pop like it just doesn't really feel like the time to be being sick so it was a whole stress for me but anyway then my sister went and got me laxatives and the constipation has been cured so that's amazing and today was my first day getting out of bed so I was really really proud of myself for that I mean I w- didn't really want to get out of bed like I could have gone the full week probably not getting out of bed with like no problem but I had an appointment like I had like a cancer appointment classic cancer appointment getting me out of bed when I don't want to but I did go um I my, I couldn't really miss it I mean it's cancer you can't really miss an appointment just because you got a fucking boob job but anyway <laughs> I forced myself to get up and go and like I was like they better tell me like they like round me up and they're like you've got a meeting next week like with the surgeon like you need to be there whatever and I was like okay like hopefully they're gonna like tell me something important here like they're gonna make it worth my fucking while getting out of my deathbed like peeling myself out of my bed I became one with my bed it's disgusting I decided I'm actually gonna move on to the living room now because like it's just depressing sitting in this room any longer but anyway I was like they better make it worth it like they're gonna tell me something really important here I go and they're like yeah so do you know like what you have and I was like yes I fucking know what I have like are you serious and they're like okay so we're thinking that we're gonna book you in for a surgery I was like okay and they're like yeah that's it and I was like oh you dickheads you actual dickheads I did not just get myself out of bed give myself a sponge bath like brush my hair even though it gave me like the most pain in the world and get all the way to this hospital just for you to tell me that you're thinking of booking me in for a surgery I am going to explode so I left and that was it and they're like yeah we'll be in contact and I was like this could have been a fucking phone call this didn't even have to be a phone call this didn't even have to happen you could have just booked me in for the surgery as if I'm gonna like like say no do you know what I mean oh I was fuming um but yeah that's you up to date now we're back home and I feel like a lot better today I've kind of I've come off the coding now I've used all my coding up so that's good didn't really want to be on that for any longer because it was fucking me up but yeah just trucking along feeling a lot better can't actually see any difference in my boobs like I don't know if it's because I'm wearing the like compression post-surgery bra but like it literally they literally look the exact same and like I'm too like I, I looked like I kind of peeked under the bra and like 
they just look the exact same and you know what i'm i'm happy because i didn't want big boobs and i'd far rather me say oh shit they're too small than oh shit they're too big um because i'm used to having small boobs so i think like it's not actually gonna be that much different to me um I mean, there is going to be a difference. I've seen the size of the implant. They showed me it. Like, I, I played with it in my hands. So, like, I, like it's there is going to be a difference for sure. But I think it was just a little bit underwhelming. I was like, did I really go through all of that just for this? Like, I feel like I could have probably just put on, like, five kilos or something and just had naturally bigger boobs. <laughs> anyway, that's that's the whole update on my boobs getting my bandages off in a couple of days so hopefully maybe i'll see a bit of a difference then like maybe we'll take off the bra then but yeah hope you enjoy my boob job story like i can't give you like definitive results at the minute can't tell you if it was worth it because i haven't seen my boobs there was at one point like when i was leaving the hospital i was like this wasn't worth it i shouldn't have done this like this has been horrible but now i don't really feel like that anymore i'm kind of like is what it is got a week in bed you know had my sister bring meals to my bed like breakfast lunch and dinner it was kind of fantastic one thing that I had written down in my notes to like talk about was my comments on TikTok. So, or even like on YouTube, maybe. I can't remember. You guys like on my podcast have always been very much like, not supportive, but like you've heard my whole like war in my mind about like whether or not I want to get a boob job or not. And like, I've always been very self-conscious on my chest and I am a firm believer in like fake it till you make it. So like sometimes I'll come on my podcast and be like, guys, like, I fucking love having small boobs like it's amazing and I get to run up the stairs and I don't know like I would always just like try hype myself up just to make myself feel better about it because like I actually was really self-conscious of it and like I would wear a bikini and like look at myself in the mirror and be like oh you're fucking disgusting like I I hated being around people in bikinis and like this year for like the first time I went on a brand trip not even a brand yeah I guess it was a brand trip like to a villa in a warm place where everyone was wearing bikinis and oh my god I've never felt worse about myself in my life it was, no, it was last last summer I've never felt worse about myself in my life because I was wearing a bikini the whole time and it kind of like weren't not ruined the trip but like I would see myself like obviously everyone was taking photos there and I would see myself in the back of photos and be like oh you're just like it just ruined it for me and I was like I don't want my chest to ruin like these amazing life moments for myself like it's such a stupid like it's hard because like, I, I love small boobs and other people and like I would never look at someone and be like oh my god they need a boob job but for me I just found it like actually like affecting my my life and like things that I should be enjoying it was making me not enjoy it as much so then I was like fuck this I'm getting a fucking boob job I think as well when I got my cancer diagnosis I was like Bleh. like one life why am I gonna waste it being self-conscious of my fucking boobs and yes I could sit here and be like it's not like you need to learn to love yourself like that's how you can like stop being self-conscious about your boobs but that just feels like a really really long long solution and I don't want to do that and I've been trying to love them for a long time but ever since I was like 12 all my friends started getting boobs and I was like so why haven't I anyway um a lot of people so like so I did like I just did it for myself I did it for my own confidence I want to feel more confident and yeah I, I feel like I don't really have to justify it that much a lot of people found me having no boobs like um how would I say that? like empowering for them because they also didn't have b- big boobs which is like so fair enough like yeah like I I have like a platform and an influence so like seeing like I, I guess whenever I see someone with with no boobs it makes me feel better about my no boob not even better 
it's like it's like nice to have that representation but ever since I said that I was gonna get a boob job the comments that I've been getting have been so bizarre like people are being like no like no how can you like this is so annoying like why have you done this like you made me feel better about my small boobs like what the fuck like you're my like you were the leader of the itty bitty titty group like I know you're getting a fucking boob job like I feel betrayed I'm so sad and all this like how dare you and I was like oh my god like I get it obviously I completely get it but like like let me live please like I don't why am I why am I gonna have to like be self-conscious about something and like live my life like like not fixing this insecurity that I've had since I was literally 12 for the sake of like being other people's representation do you know what I mean I don't know like if you can go in my comments you'll see them all like people are so fucking angry at me getting b-cup sized boobs and I was just like I at first I felt really bad about it I was like oh my god like this is fucked for me like this I feel bad for all the people who, who like can't or don't want to get boob jobs and I've just gone and got one and now they've got no one like I really put myself on this pedestal I was like I owe them my small boobs <laughs> like I really like got in this weird headspace something that helped me though was then I went through the comments right and I clicked on some of the people that were being like fuck you Olivia like I can't believe you've done this to us and I clicked on their profiles and they all had fucking boobs and I was like oh my god you bitches <laughs> you bitches like people were commenting this and they had like a healthy fucking c-cup boob and I was like oh, like as if this is like you guys are not real life like chat to me when you had the same size boobs I had I was I looked like a boy like not that there's anything wrong with that but like I genuinely didn't have boobs and like if you have a b-cup size boob then don't chat to me about being the fucking representation that you need like now I will be the representation you need because I've got b-cup size boobs but like before like they literally like what was what do they call it I can't remember when I went to the, the doctor he like said that it was like not a problem but like they just never grew do you know what I mean like, I can't remember the word like not stunt stunted but something like that like it, it I don't know they never grew in I never had boobs um sometimes like my weight fluctuates quite a lot and sometimes I can get like a little bit of something but it never really stays to be honest or, like sometimes in my period I could definitely have like an egg cup you know like in certain lightings there's a bit of a shadow but uh, no I literally don't have boobs with like my platform and influence though like I know like like surgery is such a fickle subject isn't it because it's like why do why do we feel the need to alter our bodies and then it's also like as I said like this is something that I've been really self-conscious about and it's not like I wanted like these huge double D's or anything I just wanted like a small a small boob and I really thought that it would impact my life in a good way and I would like not let my insecurities like because my I'm really not insecure about a lot I mean I do have everyone has a little bit of okay that's not true not everyone does I'm sure people are very happy with their bodies but I was gonna say everyone has a little bit of body dysmorphia and like there's some days that you look in the mirror and you're just not really happy with what you see but like actually like specifically speaking there's not really anything I'm insecure about except my my chest really like I, I like my nose I, I like my face I like my hair like 
I'm all good with that, but it was just like my boobs. I was like, if this is like an, it's not an easy fix, it is surgery and it's a, it's a very intense thing. But like, if this is something I can do that I think will fix like my biggest insecurity, then why the fuck wouldn't I do it? And I did think about it for a long time and it's not something that you should just rush into or like, you should really make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and it's not going to drastically change your life it might fix one's insecurity but it's not going to change how you view yourself like th- these are all things that you really need to like think about and I did think about it for a very very long time but yeah with my platform like I knew speaking about it would not even be controversial like I knew I was going to get these comments on TikTok being like nah I can't believe you've done this but I've always been so open with you guys everything I do I got lip filler I told you guys I have extensions, I told you guys. I mean, I could go down the route of not saying anything. And honestly, you guys... Oh, I was going to say, honestly, you guys might not even notice, like, that I even got a boob job, but you, I'm sure you probably would. But, like, I, with lip fillers, like, I could probably go down the route of, like, not telling you guys. And this is what, like, pisses me off so much. Like, someone kept commenting on my TikTok being, like... They were like, I know you got cheek filler, I think it was. And I replied, being like, no, I didn't. And they were like, yeah, you did. Like, my friend, like, knows the person that you went to. I was so pissed off because I was like, well, I'm so fucking open with you guys about everything. Like, why would that be the one thing that I don't tell you? Like, I tell you guys everything I get. And I think the reason I do that is because, I don't know, it's hard because I don't want to influence anyone to do anything for the wrong reasons. Like, I've got a very big responsibility and I do have the power to influence people, so I need to be careful. But I just feel like I would hope no one listening to this does anything that I do just because I do it. I hope they do it because they want to do it. Um... But I think it's quite damaging when people do things without telling their audience and it becomes this, like, unattainable beauty standard. Like, for example, there's people that I know that I'm friends with that have had work done. Or not even friends with, like, people I know in the industry that have had work done and they never told their audience. But then they'll do some sort of, like, ad for a skincare product and be like, and it's completely changed the shape of my face. Or, like, something like that. And I'm just like, oh, fuck all. Like, that's so damaging to these people, like, these young, impressionable girls watching it. I mean, maybe it's just as damaging as me saying, oh, I got lip filler. I don't know. It's such a weird thing. I've just always decided that I'm going to be open with everything I do because I think, like, the Kardashians and stuff and all that, and, like, even, like, Bella Hadid and these people that we think are, like, the beauty standard. Like, I just really think that, they're fucked up for never for saying that they've never got any work done I don't know I don't think it's a big deal being that open I, I guess I open myself to a lot of like unwanted comments and shit like that and then people like um, unwanted opinions on like my body whenever I'm that open about what I get done but um I think it's a lot I don't know I think it's a lot more helpful to speak about it than to pretend that I never got anything done and then people will be like, fuck's sake, like, why did I not look like that? Like, how did she do that? And it's like, I got a fucking boob job, girl. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, I thought I would ask you guys on Instagram, like, if you had any questions about my surgery. Because, like, I do think maybe I could use this. Like, I I don't think I'm, like, glamorizing this at all. Like, I, I could use this experience as, like, a learning lesson for us. Because, like... I kind of went in thinking, oh my god, like, it's really nothing, but, like, it has fucking wiped me out, this surgery. And, you know, you can get, like, breast implant illness. Like, you can get really fucking ill from a boob job. So, 
fingers crossed it doesn't happen to me you also need to get it redone every 10 years like i just think i can use this as a learning lesson and i can tell you everything that like i didn't know going into it just because like i'm not i can't stop you from doing it if you want to do it like no one should be no one should stop you from doing it if you want to do it but i do think it's important that you are educated on the whole process okay someone on instagram said my hormones are crazy i cried at the drop of a pin i completely get you like i think with recovery from surgeries you really like don't see the end of the tunnel you're like well this is my new normal like I don't imagine what it's like to live a normal life again I've had this whenever I got my tonsils I like honestly the, the tonsil tonsillectomy recovery was 10 fucking times worse than this like I think because it was in my throat like you just never want to like anything in your mouth or throat like you know when you get like cut or like a cold sore or like a sore tooth or a sore throat like your mouth and throat pain is always just 10 times worse than anywhere else in your body because I think like you know you breathe through it you drink through it you eat through it so like it's just the worst place to have pain and um I remember just like when I got my tonsils out I was like I will never ever know what it's like to be normal again and I did like I can't really actually remember the pain that I felt now like I feel like my body's kind of like like made my mind forget like my brain has like erased that pain from my brain I mean that does happen your brain can do that like you know when women give birth obviously like that pain is atrocious your brain like erases it from your memory so like you can't remember how sore it was so that you have other babies how crazy is that I mean that's also not scientifically true that's just like one of those things that someone told me ages ago that I just like accepted was true um so you could fact check me on that and tell me I'm wrong but as far as I'm aware that happens and I feel like that happened with my tonsillectomy like my brain just like honestly erased it erased that pain from my memory because I don't know why it's done that actually because I'm not gonna get another my tonsils taken out again but anyway yeah I'm like I was like I remember just like sitting here I mean I've been in and out of sleep all week I was just like oh like I will I don't I don't think I'll ever get back to normal life like I think me lying in bed is just like my new normal and it's not and I'm sure in a week's time I'll be completely fine everyone always says it's like two weeks you're like really like not yourself and after two weeks you're fine like the first week you're kind of recovering from the anesthetic and then the second week you're kind of getting over the whole like pain like, I didn't really I didn't realize how much like you have to like get over anesthetic today I went to um the cancer doctor and he was t- t- like talking me through the surgery that I'm gonna get for my cancer and he was like so like we can't put you to sleep because like a lot of people like don't want to be awake for it because it's quite a lot like we're gonna cut it out of your arm and I was like I will absolutely not be being put to fucking sleep ever again like do not put me to sleep he's like okay then we can just numb your arm he's like i'm just gonna numb my arm instead of putting me to sleep because i i I refuse to like recover from anesthetic again like it it takes it out of me maybe i'm just a dramatic bitch but like it's not like a casual thing like it's not like you just go to sleep and wake up and that's it done like you really have to like you're drowsy for a full week and like I, i i have been quite sensitive as well like my sister I remember one night I was like, oh, hey, I kind of want pasta for dinner. And she was, I was like, can I have this certain pasta that I like? And it's this little recipe from like BuzzFeed that I made when I was 16. And it's disgusting. And you cook the pasta in milk. It's it's called, um, what's it called? Creamy Dairy-Free Pasta by Tasty. Go look it up if you want. It's, you know, kind of an abomination. And it, an Italian would probably like roll over in their grave every time I make it however it's like my comfort meal and it's like something my mum makes me every time I'm sick and I love it so much and I drown it in ketchup and it's just so horrible and so nice and I love it and anyway my sister obviously hates it and I was like can I have one pot pasta please and she was like 
absolutely not like I want to I'm gonna make us like pesto pasta and I literally nearly burst on the tears and she's like why are you being such a fucking bitch I was so I started screaming at her and she's like why are you being so mean to me like I've been like getting you breakfast lunch and dinner and like been doing giving all your meds and been so nice to you and I've been going to the shop and get you anything you want and this one time I want to pesto pasta and you're fucking screaming at me calling me a bitch and I was like get out of my room it was so intense and I was like after I had to like really check myself and was like Jesus Olivia what is going on with you right now it must have just been from like recovering from surgery I I can't imagine doing this on my own like today is the first day I've been alone because my sister had to go back to uni in Leeds so my mum's actually coming tonight from Belfast she's coming to stay with me for a few days um so today's been the first day on my own and it's it's been harrowing a harrowing experience being ill and being on your own is just not nice that's why i don't understand like a lot of people go to turkey for surgery because it's cheaper there but like you would be on your own i think you must have to stay in turkey for like the full week after you get your surgery but you'd be in a hotel room on your own that would be fucking hell like i don't i don't know how people do that like real hats off to you because I really needed my own bed and I needed my family there to like give me everything I never needed so like I just can't imagine being in a hotel I mean I guess it'd be kind of good because you could get like um room service and stuff but like I it's more like the comfort like you feel emotional and like scared and sore and drowsy and sick like I just needed my family there like for support so that I think I don't know if I could ever go away for surgery as for the price i don't think i'd ever really like intended on saying the price i don't i don't know why but i guess i probably should because in case anyone's like wondering what it's like to actually get your boobs done like in a like a a nice london clinic i feel like it's probably quite interesting in case anyone's like wondering like how much it is to get your boobs done in a nice london clinic now i could have gone somewhere else and i could have gone to like fucking turkey or something but i was just not gonna do that i rathered spend the money getting it done here yes it's really fucking expensive but it's 10 minutes from my house it's just I don't know it just felt like a lot more me and then I also had a recommendation which I think is important I actually don't really know many people who had their boobs done except one person I know got her boobs done and she recommended me to this surgeon so that was important to me as well I wanted to have a recommendation from someone I know when it comes to picking a surgeon so she recommended the surgeon. It was 10 minutes from my house on Hardy Street. So I was like, this is perfect. So I was definitely going to go with that instead of like other options. But um, it was quite expensive. It was, I think, five five grand, maybe. So expensive, I know. However, worth it, I think. I mean, I haven't fucking seen the results. So I don't know. I mean, I could have gone to Turkey or something and got it done for like, I don't know, probably two grand there. But I just thought it, no, I feel like it's probably not that cheap. I think it'd probably be like three grand. So I did spend a bit extra money to be able to do it here. I just think it was worth it, to be honest. The thought of going to Turkey actually turns me. Like having to get a flight and all is just like not a bit of me. Anyway, so yeah, that's why I picked my surgeon as well. I was recommended someone and I did all my research on them online. I'm not going to like recommend you a surgeon just because I haven't like seen the full result yet and I won't for like a year probably so I just don't think that like I, I'm the person to give you that I also got a question someone being like did you receive any like judgment beforehand or like from people you know or your family or people online obviously I got some online but in real life like people I know and my family and no one actually gave me any like stick for it 
I think because like everyone's kind of like yeah I get it do you know what I mean it's not like I had like not that there's anything wrong with this but it's not like I had a b cup or c cup or something and wanted to get like double d's I think if that was the case I would probably feel a bit uncomfortable telling my dad because I at that point it is like you just want big juicy boobs do you know what I mean like it's not as if you don't have any boobs and you want like you just want some boobs it's like you already have boobs you just want big perky tits which is so fair enough who doesn't love big perky tits but I would feel a bit uncomfortable like telling my dad that do you know what I mean but I think because I literally was just getting like a small b cup my dad was like yeah you probably should <laughs> like he didn't really give me any judgment that's the only person I was like I felt a bit weird about telling like my dad I'm getting a boob job but like he did not care at all he was like yeah I saw that one coming and I was like yeah okay and that was it he was very supportive my whole family were very supportive I mean my mom was very much like Olivia like this is a real fuck like typical mom like this is a real surgery like do you know about all the illnesses you can get like she was very much she wasn't against it she just kept being like I once had the same size boobs as yours and I waited until I had children and then I had boobs and I was like mom I'm not doing that I'm not waiting 15 years I'll not be fucking alive by then at this rate she was like yeah okay <laughs> like it didn't take much like convincing and not that I had to like get permission from my parents anyway but like everyone was just kind of everyone in my life was like yeah fair enough <laughs> I was like, God, you got you guys could have given me a bit more, like, no, Olivia, don't do it. But they didn't. And I was like, yeah, okay. That was the confirmation I needed. <laughs> anyway. So a lot of people are asking about the actual anesthetic. It can be a really, really scary thing. No, I think about it, like, being put to sleep out of your control is terrifying. And it can be quite, like, I don't think it's put through, like, a, like I don't even know what it's put through. Like, basically, before you go into surgery, they put this little thing in your hand, like a little needle that goes into one of the veins in your hands, and that's it. So, like, it's not as if you go under the operating table and they stab you with a fucking injection. So, when you go into the actual, like, operating table and the the, the, the theatre, it's not that scary. Like, they literally, you can't see them do it. They just put something through that little cannula that you got in your hand, um... The sensation of falling asleep is, is weird. Like, I don't obviously don't really remember it. But, like, I, I just know that all of a sudden your whole body goes tingly. And then that's it. It's black. It's not even black. Like, I didn't dream. I just woke up and I was in my little room with tits. Unfortunately, like, I was so sad because I was like, this will be so fun. I kind of vlogged the experience. Not really. Like, I, I thought I was going to, like, vlog every day of my, like, recovery. But I wasn't expecting to feel like I'd been hit by a fucking truck. But I was hoping that I would get some, like, funny videos after I woke up from the anaesthetic. I mean, I don't really get the whole, like, wisdom tooth thing. Because, like, people say that they, like... Oh, I see these viral videos, people, like, waking up from surgery or, you know, getting stuff done in hospital. And they're, like, obviously so loopy. And they say such funny things. And it's, like, they're, like, on, like, loads... I mean, they are on loads of drugs. But it's, like, they just, I don't know. It's just, like, hilarious. Like, you know those videos we're talking about? Well, I would thought that that was going to happen to me, like, when I woke up from my anaesthetic. Like, I was going to be really drowsy and say funny things. And I really wanted, like, my sister, because I thought she'd be in my room with me. I really wanted her to, like, take videos of me so I could include it in my vlog. Um, But because of COVID, which, what the fuck, like, what is the COVID in the room with us right now? Like, what are we talking about here? Anyway, because of COVID, like, my, I wasn't allowed any visitors. So I had to do the whole thing entirely on my own. Like, the only time, like, my sister was there was at the end to, like, pick me up and put me in the Uber, which, by the way, for the whole time, I was passed out in the Uber. I don't, I just think I was discharged too early. But anyway, I was, like, so sad because I was really looking forward to that. Like, I think if you're, if you're going to go on an anesthetic, make sure there's someone there to video you after you, like, come around. Because, like, I mean, 
I must have said some stuff because I remember like the surgeon showing me my boobs but I was also like not not awake so maybe I was saying some funny stuff then and it feels like such a waste that the only videos I have from the whole process are like from the ones where I was passed out like on the fucking operating table and the surgeon was just taking videos of my tits which is bizarre as well but um wish I could have got some of me coming around because that would have been really really funny Okay, guys, I'm going to leave it there. Let me know if we have any more questions or if I didn't cover anything. If anyone's got any questions about the actual implants I got, it's different for everyone because it kind of depends on, like, how much, you know, like, breast tissue you have in the first place when you go to get a boob job. So, like, I don't think this is, like, actually helpful for anyone because, like, I'm sure no one listening to this has my exact body. But if you have, like, roughly same body as me and you're just wondering, I think I got 175cc, if that means anything to anyone. If you're going through the boob job procession, you know what I mean? Um, so it was really quite small. Like, I tried to, like, look up, like, um boob job vlogs. Just, like, I wanted to see everyone else's experiences and, like, before and afters. And I couldn't find anyone that got in the hundreds like I feel like everyone gets in the 200 300s so like it was quite mini it, it, it was like he literally called it a mini boob job so um if anyone's interested if anyone wants a little mini boob job that is the size I got I mean we actually have nothing to go by though because I haven't like I haven't seen the results so you guys definitely haven't seen the results by now um but yeah if you see the results in a couple of weeks and you like them well that is the size I got anyway I'm gonna go eat some lunch and take my meds and probably go back to sleep because this is the most talking I've done in a long time and it's kind of taken it out of me anyway I hope you enjoyed I uh, hope I answered all your questions surgery is a really really big deal and it's very expensive and you shouldn't do it unless you really 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 feel like you want to and you need to not that anyone needs it I didn't need it but I just think it will improve my life anyway you know what I'm trying to say love you so much bye Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as a producer and Maeve Schaffer as the editor. And from Spotify, the executive producer is Rihanna Coleman.